The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, January 17th, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you much. Thank you so much for joining us. I got a big yawn out of the way right before the show started. So, so, you so I'm know, ready to go. They they talk about yawns and how sometimes it's not a means that you're tired, but it's just your body's reaction to low oxygen. So it triggers a Ugh. big yawn yeah. and uh, kind of gets some more oxygen into your blood. So that way you're feeling uh, a little perkier. So I'm glad you got that out Thank of the you. way. Have you ever yawned and then your dog yawns? It sees you and yawns as well. Oh, well, I it's haven't like a re, paid It's like a re, 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 reaction or a right. you know, reflex. I've seen it, and now that you, I just watched you yawn, I am fighting back a need to <laughs> yawn myself. I'm not sure why that is. It is. I know. It's funny how that works. Hey, guess what? <gasps> what? For the first time in a long time. Yes. I got out for a walk yesterday. You did. It turned out to be a oh, beautiful afternoon. Couldn't believe it. Sun, big and bright in the sky. No rain. No wind to speak of. I had had to wear a little cap to block the sun from in my eyes. It was fantastic. So how far do you walk and say like a, a nice little afternoon uh, walk around? How far do you think you go? Yeah, it's probably, I have different routes okay. that, that I go. So it's dependent upon how I'm feeling. But I went the long route yesterday because okay. it was so nice. It's like this is a little chilly. I was dressed yes. warmly, but... I'm probably, it's not super long, two and a half, three miles. Okay. Yeah, right around there. <laughs> now, you're not too long. Is that's a, I think that a three-mile walk in the afternoon is a pretty good yeah. kind of stroll around the neighborhood. I have an exactly three-mile walk around my neighborhood. Right, there you go. But mine's nice and easy because it's completely flat. Yeah, I'm dealing with hills. I got Are a you? lot of hills that I'm doing, which is good because it, mm-hmm. it kind of elevates your heart rate, so it gets you in different modes of workout and i used to run this route really yeah and, could you do it now if you needed to uh i probably could i would probably be really <laughs> tired at the end <laughs> I, I just quit running because it just it just pounds me too much yeah. because of the hills now i like mm-hmm. to run flat i i still do run periodically but if i do it i go over to the school and run on the track oh okay because it's flat and padded sure. and it's much easier on me than running on the pavement i i do like to run but that's usually when the weather gets a little warmer. Then I'll go over to the track okay. and do that, which is, it's nice. I enjoy doing it, but not on the pavement too much anymore, particularly on the hills, because it's the, da- I, running uphill is fine. It's the downhill that is, oh, that, is that that's, that's, Sure, that's the, the jarring of your knees yeah. and the joint, and you got to preserve your uh, your yes. body. So, but I can go out and I'll click off the walk fast. I mean, I can, I can sure. determine what speed I want to go. Okay. Yeah. So for me, and Scott has to slow down if we're going together because for his one stride, it's two for me because <laughs> he right. really has a long stride. And uh, well, being that he's about a foot taller than I am, but it'll take me about the, oh, the, a good part of an hour, maybe 50 minutes, 45 to 50 minutes 
you know, 50 yeah. minutes if I haven't walked in a while. And then as I start to really want to move, I can do it in about 40 minutes walking. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. And you feel so much better. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. You just, it just elevates your spirits, so to speak, when you do that. And so that's why when you get a day like yesterday, and maybe today too, might not be too bad. We'll, we'll see how it goes, which incidentally ties into one of my stories today. Okay. Yeah. What so, is that? So a walk in the park, how good it is for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, sign you know, me up. Yeah, so you'll you'll hear these numbers. You know, and we'll talk more when we get to weather too. It looks like after tomorrow, we might be heading into a little bit of a dry spell uh, so you might have some more opportunities to get out, bundle up a little bit. But, you know, yeah. it just when you get moving, you know, you just get, you know, a quarter of a mile into it. If you're you know yeah. moving briskly, you, your body will warm up. I have about four layers of things I wear so you can peel. Peel it off if, if, if you, you need it. If you need to. And it works out perfectly. I'd, I would definitely put something over my ears. Yeah, I do that. I do because that Because my ears yeah. get cold. I got a little stocking cap. Yeah, exactly. So what do you have coming up? Well, the president of the USCCB observed the Reverend Martin Luther King federal holiday and stressed the advancement of sainthood causes for African-American men and women. Great story about what, uh, what's happening in the church. Very nice. And again, we'll talk about that walk in the park. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start the show today with ALOB and Resurrection. You are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is A Lob and Resurrection. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. You know the other thing I noticed yesterday? What's it's that? starting to stay a little lighter, a little longer. Uh-huh. That's so nice. Not so dark at 430. 4.30 like it was. Yeah, we'll hey. be gaining all the way till summertime. Exactly right. So, hey, the Arise Women's Conference coming up in Vancouver. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Get 2023 off to a powerful start with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. Make your resolution to grow closer to Christ in the new year, and we'll give you the tools to achieve that goal, including a huge library of audio, video, and text prayers. You could even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you catch a live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, there's unique features in our Catholic Lifestyle section, The Bridge, exciting local events on our interactive community calendar, and much more. Resolve to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2023 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app. From Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we have a 40% chance of showers today under cloudy skies, high of 49 degrees. 50 to 80% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 41. And tomorrow, 90% chance of rain, a high of 43. But then Thursday and Friday, hey, we might actually mm-hmm. see Friday in particular. A little sunshine out there, so that'd be, that'll be nice. Go for a walk. That's right. Currently, it is 45 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 45 degrees at St. Agatha Church in Portland. Women across the area, from middle school to adults, are invited to spend two days to discover God's call to bring beauty to the world. 
The Arise Women Conference is coming up on February 10th and 11th at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. This featured speaker is recording artist and national Catholic speaker, Noelle Garcia. Now, Noelle travels the country sharing her faith at events such as Steubenville Youth Conferences and the L.A. Congress. Well, her next trip is in the books, and she is planning to come to the Pacific Northwest. Good morning, Noelle. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, boy, I must say, as a parishioner of Holy Redeemer myself, we are all looking so forward to your visit. Can you first, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you discovered that God was calling you to serve Him through music and your own witness? Sure. Yeah. So I am a mom. I have six children, and we we were joking about this earlier, but I'm currently sitting in my car so that those said six children will let me talk. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I started speaking and doing music um, from a young age, actually, because when I was a teenager, I was struggling with self-image, self-harm. A lot of mental illness runs in my family, and just I, I was wrestling with where is God in all of this? It just seems like there's so much darkness in my life and that I don't have purpose because he must not love me because I'm going through all of these things. And and then uh, my mom made me go to a church retreat, and I had just a powerful encounter with Jesus there that I didn't even realize until many, many years later that I experienced a healing from self-harm at that conference, but I didn't know. I didn't connect it. I just no longer had the desire for that, and I had an incredible desire for the Lord. And uh, I I tell people, you know, not really anything else in my life changed except for that. I had an encounter with the Lord, and and so I was different, even if my circumstances around me weren't very different. So at that retreat, I was connected with some people who did music um, for praise and worship and for mass, and so I I started playing in their bands, and and that way uh, be became more confident in singing and playing piano. And then people started asking me what my story was. And when I was telling them, yeah, you know, I struggled with mental health and all of these different things, they asked me to share that story with other people. So it was never like I went to a conference and I heard the speaker and I thought I want to be a speaker someday. It was just very much how God was using a story of healing in my life Mm. to help heal others. And I've been doing that ever since. We're so excited, Noel, to have you join us for the Arise Conference. Again, it's coming up February 10th and 11th. Well, let's get back to a little bit of what you were saying. You do have a special heart for speaking to youth. You know, we know that just the whole world, especially to our our young girls in middle school and high school, they're just bombarded with images of how they should be and talk and really in images that are not wholesome and good for the heart. Can you share with our listeners? a little bit about what your journey was that kind of gives you that heart for their spiritual growth. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we're we're in a different world right now where you, you can't come as, as a speaker and be like, you know, I, I'm older than you and therefore I'm wiser and therefore you should listen to me. That's just not how it works these days anymore. So I have a real heart for authenticity to, to just be like, listen, I know your life is hard and my life is hard too. And let's do this together. Um, and, and trying to really live out compassion in my, in my speaking and in my ministry. So compassion, meaning 
to suffer with, you know, to share our what God's doing in our lives and that we are works in progress. I feel like that authenticity is what truly leads to connection. And then hopefully that connection leads to openness to the Lord. Um, I also have a strong heart for women, uh, in particular when, you know, women just are constantly under uh, attack, from spiritual attack, attack secularly, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, and not, I don't, I don't feel that there's a cookie cutter mold that you fit in as a Christian woman, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have St. Therese, who is so meek in the convent and offering everything for love. And then you have St. Joan of Arc, who's, you know, in the army. Right. <laughs> so, and there's such a place in the church for women. And I, I hope that young women can see that, that um, God needs you. He loves you. And that you change the world through that transformation. The Rise Women's Conference is coming up February 10th and 11th. For the first time, this particular conference is going to have tracks for the general session for women and young people, and then also breakout sessions specifically for grades 6 through 12. Noel Garcia is joining us today. We're talking a little bit more about it. All right, so for these general sessions, we're covering topics like our capacity to love and God's plan for holiness and, of course, bringing beauty to the world. You know, recently, Noel, I was talking on our show View from the Pew about how when I was a young mom, and my husband would leave on travel, I used to think, wow, that is just such an amazing what I wouldn't give to just have, you know, a week away from the family. And looking back, I wish that I would have given more appreciation and more value to my role as a woman, especially a woman with responsibilities in raising a family. And that's beautiful, right? And that's beautiful to the world. Kind of share with our listeners about how each one of these topics well, relates to every woman. Yeah. So basically, I think that there is a, it, you know, we, we look at different role models and, and different leaders in the church, uh, different saints that, that we look up to and we think, okay, well, I can only be holy if I am that person. But we forget God has a very unique call upon our hearts. And that includes uh, the the trials that we go through, that there are, there is a bigger picture here that, you know, we would like a life without suffering. That would be great, <laughs> you know, but uh, Father Robert Spitzer says, you know, while a life without suffering would be easy, we wouldn't need things that bring out the best in humanity, like generosity and compassion and empathy and charity and courage and all of those things that truly elevate the human person. So what I what I'm going to be striving for in these breakout sessions is helping young girls, young women to think about, okay, where am I at right now? What is God doing in my life right now? Because if it's true that he loves me and it's true that he cares about me and it's true that he has a plan for my life, then that means he's working right now, even though I may not see it. So when we can start to ask that question and reflect on that question, we can start to see okay, God God has given me a purpose and discern better where we fit in, in our family, in the world, um, in our relationships. And I think that that, uh, that is also the key to learning how He speaks specifically to you and me. 
Well, a great opportunity to learn more women. Please sign up. Mothers, bring your adult daughters with you. Bring your grade 6 through 12 daughters with you for such an amazing weekend. We can learn together and then also have that time with breakout groups. Noel Garcia is going to be joining us and it is sure to be an amazing weekend well noel it has been great talking to you and boy i am sure looking forward to this weekend where we'll get hours more with you to talk praise and pray together we look forward to your visit and thanks so much for your time today awesome thank you so much for having me i can't wait to come So again, that is Noelle Garcia. She is the keynote speaker at the Arise Women's Conference. It's happening at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church on February 10th and 11th. I will be sure to add information where you can get right to the registration page. $75 registration also includes meals and breakout sessions and just a whole lot of time to spend together. You're going to find that information along with more about Noelle on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is 7.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Tuesday morning. Right on the front page of our website is our vehicle donation program. If you click on that, it'll take you to the main page, give you all the information. You have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Really a quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program on our website under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. How do I show my love? By scattering little flowers, every little sacrifice, a smiling look, a kind word for love. St. Teresa of Lisieux, a Carmelite nun from France who lived in the 1800s, was known for her love of God. She often spoke of simply doing God's will and living in our Lord's living, loving garden. Do we follow her example of little acts of love, planting little flowers each day? Can we bring a smile when someone is rude to us at work? or perhaps cuts us off in traffic? Do we have kind words for a family member after a disagreement? Would we do a small favor for an enemy? How do I show my love? By scattering little flowers, every little sacrifice, a smiling look, a kind word for love. This has been Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 
the morning blend. Two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it will be busy in Salem today. We'll tell you why in the news. And the president of the USCCB observed the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. federal holiday, stresses some of the advancement and priorities of the USCCB. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news, just about three minutes. Here is Ali Aliyah and Race Along. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That is Ali Alia and Race Along. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, the president of the U.S. Catholic bishops is remembering Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. while observing the federal holiday on Monday. He said today when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would have celebrated his 94th birthday, we reflect on his legacy of a nonviolent struggle against racial injustice, said Archbishop Timothy Broglio of the Archdiocese of the Military Services and president of the USCCB. He stressed the USCCB's priorities in light of King's advocacy as a leader in the civil rights movement. On its website, the USCCB provides information about its Committee on Domestic Justice and Human Development, which works on the bishop's domestic policy priorities, resources for ministry with Catholic of African descent. There's also information on its efforts to overcome racism. The Archbishop noted that the USCCB has advanced beatification and canonization causes of six inspirational African-American men and women, including Servant of God, Mother Mary Lang, Venerable Augustus Tolton, and Sister Thea Bowman. And Pope Francis offered his condolences after at least 69 people died in a plane crash in Nepal on Sunday. The Pope sent a condolence telegram to Nepal's President Bea Devi Badahari on January 16th after Yeti Airlines Flight 691 crashed as it was attempting to land in the Nepalese city of Pokhara. Now, the plane was carrying 72 passengers from Kathmandu to Pokhara, a popular base for trekkers on the Annapurna mountain range in the Himalayas. Now, 15 foreign nationals were also on board, and the telegram sent on the Pope's behalf by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin said, saddened by the crash of the Yeti Airlines aircraft, His Holiness Pope Francis sends his condolences to you and all affected by this tragedy. Well, Oregon's legislative session gets underway in Salem today. It'll be the first session lawmakers are together in person at the Capitol building since before the pandemic. The nearly six-month session will see new leadership as Tina Kotek takes over as governor following her win in November. She was officially sworn in last week. Issues to be considered in the new session include how to reduce homelessness, building more housing, and boosting the semiconductor industry. This is a budget session, so Kotek will be presenting her dollar proposals in the coming weeks. She's expected to ask lawmakers to approve $130 million aimed at adding 600 shelter beds across Oregon and getting 1,200 people experiencing homelessness off the streets and into housing within a year. Well, Washington state could become the second state in the country to lower its legal blood alcohol level. That's known as the BAC for DUI offenses to 0.05% under a proposal discussed in Senate committee on Monday. Senate Bill 5002 would lower the legal limit from 0.08 if passed for anyone who is driving or in physical control of a vehicle. Utah is the only state that currently enforces a BAC limit of 0.05%, with the other 49 states, including Washington, at 0.08%. 
Now, State Senator John Lovick, a former state trooper, is proposing the bill. Lovick said of the more than 700 people killed on roads in Washington last year, over half were DUI related. Mm. Now, if passed, the bill would take effect July 1st of this year. Similar Similar law took effect in Utah 2018. A study found the number of crashes involving drivers under the influence did decrease. Well, that's a significant drop. Zero eight to zero five. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we've, um, you know, talked about this before. That you know, people don't even realize. They think, oh, I'm fine to yeah. drive, when in fact they're not. At point zero five, the the amount of alcohol a person could drink and then operate a vehicle, one. Uh, yeah. Two. I mean, it's, it's going to depend question. on the person, yeah. but it's not much alcohol that'll get you to that level. Have you seen, I think some bars and restaurants, they have a device that is there that you can blow in or somehow it can uh-huh. read what you- Tell you where you're at. Yeah, exactly. It might be more, might see more uh, look, of those. If you've got to blow into a machine <laughs> yeah. to see if you're you're good enough to drive, uh, yeah. just call an Uber. Yeah. Just be safe. It's not worth it. Well, a good walk in the park may be a way to eliminate some medications people are taking. This according to a new study conducted in Finland with the results released yesterday. So the study found visiting nature three to four times a week was associated with 36% lower odds of using blood pressure pills, 33% lower odds of using mental health medications, 26% lower odds of using asthma medications. The study interviewed approximately 6,000 random people in three of the largest cities in Finland about their use of green and blue spaces within a kilometer of their homes. So green spaces included forests, gardens, parks, cemeteries, natural grasslands, wetlands, and zoos. Blue spaces included lakes, rivers, and the sea. A 2019 study of green spaces around the globe found people who live near them are less likely to die prematurely. Oh, I yeah. like the sound of that. We need to make sure we keep our green spaces, though. That's amazing how yeah. much they are encroached on. So there's a lot of variables that go into this study, such as because you're living near a green space or a blue space, you're more likely to get out anyway. I think so. Yeah, and, and so there's yeah a lot of variables. It's still... It's a great thought. Once again, get out and walk. That's it. Get out and walk. Well, an update on a story from yesterday. A 40-foot sperm whale that was beached on Oregon's northwestern coastline was killed after being struck by a ship. Federal biologists Mm. conducted a post-mortem examination of the animal and determined that yesterday. Biologists with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Fisheries Agency came to that conclusion after examining a large gash in the whale's side. It said there was hemadrine, so that indicates the animal was alive when it was struck. Now, the whale washed ashore on Saturday at Fort Stevens State Park in northwestern Oregon. The biologist performed the necropsy. That's akin to an autopsy, but for animals at the site where the whale was beached. And that's what they made that determination and also realized that it was a 20-year-old male. Mm, Yeah, that's too bad. Whales live a long time, too. They do, yeah. You know who's happy today? 
Uh, <laughs> a few people, probably. Well, I'll tell you one. Patrick Texans, Ryan. Our, he's one yeah, for sure. He is happy because no problem for the Dallas Cowboys last night as they ro- as they rolled the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. 31-14, to final wild card game of the NFL playoffs. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott outshined the GOAT, Tom Brady. <laughs> Prescott completed 25 of 33 passes for 305 yards. He threw for four touchdowns and ran for another one. He looked really good last night. It was also significant as Dallas had dropped eight consecutive playoff games on the road since winning the NFC Championship game in San Francisco back in 1993. As for Brady, at 45 years of age, he wouldn't say what the future holds in store, be it returning to Tampa Bay, going to another team, or just simply calling it a career. Who can tell you? And even if he says something, well, it's possibility, like he's done in the past, he's going to change his mind. That's what happened last year. He said he was going to retire, and then about 40 days later, he said, no, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Yep. Well, so much goes into intentional discipleship. Sherry Weddle calls it the decision to drop one's net to make a conscious commitment to follow Jesus in the midst of his church as an obedient disciple and to reorder one's life accordingly. Well, in an article at CatholicLink.org by Dave Pilsky, he says DeSales Media recently worked with Vinia Research to conduct a study on Catholic intentional disciples in the U.S. Now, the goal was to better understand the spiritual life of this small but significant segment of Catholics and to learn what their unmet needs are. So now they've got some data and he put a few things together. Now, first of all, this is a survey of respondents that were Christian and specifically practicing Catholics who regularly attend Mass at least four times a month. So this is about those Mm -hmm. people who are engaged in their faith. They say that it is important to attend Mass. So let's start with worship. We know our obligation and privilege to go to Holy Mass on Sundays. And we all know that we could go to Mass every day of the week. But do we? 75% of devout Catholics attend Mass more than the month's weekly obligations. But a full 54% are attending Mass five times a month. That's one extra Mass per month. And one in four respondents only attend Mass weekly on average. So could an extra session of glorifying the Lord with fellow Catholics be an upcoming Lenten resolution for you? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. You know, we... uh, there for a while, real regularly here at Mater Day Radio, we'd have Mass all together right here in the station. Mm-hmm. So could you spend one more day with our Lord? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Thursday, beginning at 7 p.m., it is Drinks with Dominicans at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish here in Portland. Join Father Milady in the fireplace room of Aquinas Hall for his talk. Please RSVP to the parish office. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. On his feast day, you are going to hear about St. Anthony of the Desert. That's right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Peter Julio, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. here at Mater Day Radio. Well, nice afternoon as those clouds gave way to some sunshine yesterday. Eh, Not so much today. Some showers are possible this morning and more later in the afternoon. Highs today getting to the upper 40s. Then overnight, we cool to the mid-30s as the next rainmaker moves in. About a 90% chance of rain tomorrow with highs in the middle 40s. After that, looks like we begin to dry out, but some cold nights ahead. All right, 39 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. And it is 43 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church in Sherwood. This is Dina Marie Hale, host of The Voice of the Shepherd with a morning blend saint moment on Mater Dei Radio. Well, how are you doing with your New Year's resolutions? Is one of your resolutions to pray more or to read the Bible more? Maybe you've been inspired by the recent Bible into your podcast, or maybe found some helpful resources on the Hail Mary media app. Well, if you need a little boost in keeping those spiritual resolutions alive, look no further than the lives of the saints, our brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone before us and now show us the way to the light of Christ. With me today to help us learn more about the lives of the saints is Jesuit priest, Father James Kubicki. Father James, welcome back. Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us once again today. 
You're welcome, Dean and Marie. It's always a pleasure to be with you and our listeners in Modern Day Radio. Well, as we're into this month of January 2023, many people make resolutions, maybe they're personal or professional, or maybe there's something spiritual. In fact, Archbishop Alexander Sample in his last program, A Voice of the Shepherd, challenged us to have spiritual resolutions. And so I'd love to have you unpack one of our saints this month. It's an unusual one, St. Anthony of the Desert. And maybe he could help us with some of these spiritual resolutions. Right. He'll be celebrating him on January 17th, and uh, he's also known as St. Anthony of of Egypt. When we say St. Anthony, I'm sure most people think of St. Anthony of Padua, to whom we go when we have lost something and ask him to help us find something. But St. Anthony of the Desert lived uh, over a thousand years before St. Anthony, and uh, he lived, he was born around the year 251 and died in 356. So he lived to the ripe old age of three of 105 years old. Um, so his life as a hermit, a monk in the desert must have been very healthy for him. Shortly after he died, another saint by the name of St. Athanasius wrote a biography of him. So we, we have a, a not something that comes, you know, 100 years later where people are speculating what he was like. But we have someone who actually knew him and knew about his life and wrote about him. Mm-hmm. I think what's most significant as we talk about resolutions and spiritual resolutions is the effect that the word of God had in St. Anthony's life. So the letter to the Hebrews, chapter four, says that the word of God is living and effective. And it's not just something that we read once and say, "Okay, I'm done with it now. I've I've read the Gospels. I don't need to look at that anymore. In the life of St. Anthony, we see the powerful effect that the word of God had on him. Um, When he was about 20 years old, he was speculating on how, uh, as he was walking into church, he was speculating, reflecting on how God had called the apostles to leave everything in order to follow him. And this is from St. Athanasius, a life of St. Anthony. When he walked into the church, these are the words that were being proclaimed. If you want to be perfect, go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor, and you will have riches in heaven. Then come and follow me. And St. Anthony was convicted by those words. He felt that the Lord at that moment was speaking to him directly. And so he sold uh, 200 acres of property that he had, and he had a sister that he was still caring for. Then another time when he went into church, he heard these words, do not be anxious about tomorrow. In other words, do not worry. And so what he did is he gave away everything he put his sister into the care of a group of holy women, and he went into the desert to um, live a life of prayer and penance. Um, But I think what's important for all of us to see in this is how that word of God is not just a dead letter that we read, but something in which the Lord is communicating to us right here and now. And so if we want to have an encounter with the Lord, Um, One of the best ways to do that is by picking up the scriptures, uh, the readings of the day, perhaps following uh, the Bible in a year podcast. There's a number of ways that we can learn more about the scriptures, but also open ourselves up to God speaking to us right in the here and now, the way God did to St. Anthony. 
Right. Father James Kubicki with us as we are reflecting on the lives of the saints, St. Anthony of the desert or of Egypt uh, on the 17th of January is his feast day. And I love that because you have to be listening to the word of God as we hear this example of St. Anthony, uh, maybe ways that we can do that, because that's something that I think is nurtured in spending time being quiet, not having distractions, you know, for us turning the phone off, you know, as we're into the scriptures, you know, how could St. Anthony maybe guide us to be better and be attentive to what the Lord might be saying to us in sacred scripture? Well, you, you, good use of the word attentive. Um, again, so often when we approach something that we've heard before, or if we say, well, I have my daily devotional of the, the readings of the day, we might just read them and, and that's it. But I think Lexio Divina, which is the phrase that we use for praying with the scriptures, sacred reading, divine reading, means that we're approaching it as though we're, uh, not as though, but where we are actually meeting the Lord in the living word. And so just as when we approach another person and give them our attention, we want to listen to what they have to say. And so I, what I would recommend to our listeners is, you know, every morning or, or sometime during the day, certainly by the end of the day, to pick up the readings of the day, to pick up maybe one of the Gospels and reading it through one story at a time and to read it once and then to go back and to re read it a second time slowly and paying attention to what words or phrases jump out at you or speak to you. And to prepare for that reading by asking the Lord, saying, Lord, I'm coming to the, your holy word to meet you. And I know you want to speak to me. Help me to listen, to be attentive to what you want to say to me, to guide me through this day. Uh, your word is there living and effective to help me in my daily life. Help me take from this scripture reading, your holy word, a word that you have for me to carry me through this day. Absolutely. You know, as you explained, Father James, about St. Anthony, he heard that word and then he did something with his life. I mean, for him, he went out and he become he became had this monastic life. But there's something about our lives change when we encounter God. We let go of sin and we try to let go of sin. But maybe give us a sense of that change that really the word of God has to we have to make take an action with that. That's right. And, you know, this is where our blessed mother, uh, the mother of God, Mater Dei, that she was so totally open to the word of God that when she received it through the angel and accepted it and surrendered to it, the word took flesh within her. That's what we're called to do as well, to give flesh to the word of God, to let it change our lives so that we live as true members of the body of Christ. Pope Benedict in an encyclical called Verbum Domini, the word of the Lord, it was a post-apostolic exhortation in which he reflected on what the bishops had said in a synod of bishops about the word of God. And he basically used Mary as an example in that great apostolic exhortation in which he said, just like Mary received the word and then gave it flesh and lived it. So each of us believers are called to be like Mary, attentive to the word, receiving it, surrendering to it, and letting it 
transform our lives. Being attentive to the word of God. I mean, that really, if we have a New Year's resolution, I think that's at the top of the list, being attentive to the word of God. Is there an upcoming feast or not necessarily a feast, but in the church, um, I'm remembering uh, a way of, for us to recognize particularly the word of God. That's right. Pope Francis uh, initiated a, a special Sunday. So the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, which is January 22nd this year, is called the Sunday of the Word of God. And it's a, a Sunday in which we are to be more attentive to the Word. When Pope Francis first initiated this uh, in St. Peter's Square, uh, they gave out uh, small copies of the Gospels for people to take. And so the idea is that on this Sunday in particular, we honor the Word of God and uh, open ourselves up to it and maybe renew that resolution to make the Word of God more a part of our daily lives. Fantastic. Well, St. Anthony of the Desert, pray for us. Oh, thank you so much, Father James, for sharing with us a little bit of the lives of the saints and the power of sacred scripture and the Word of God. Would you please help us close with your prayer and blessing? I'd be happy to. Heavenly Father, we ask you to help us to be like St. Anthony of the Desert, totally open and attentive to your word, that we may receive that word and allow it to transform us. We ask your blessing upon us and upon all our listeners, our family and friends, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. God bless you and have a great day. Thank you. You too. And it is 7.55 here at Mater Day Radio, where you can hear that interview again, plus more from our friend Dana Marie Hale. Just head over to our webpage, materdayradio.com. You can also access her material on the Mater, on the Mater Day Radio's app, Hail Mary Media. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, homeless deaths in Seattle on the rise. We'll have the numbers in the news. And we'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news in just about three minutes after Awaken the Saint.
Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. There are some things in life we're able to plan for. What we do after college, where we love to live our vacation, and even when we should go to the grocery store next. I love planning what my day looks like, and sometimes that even includes planning when I get to crochet on my couch. What throws me completely off is the unexpected plans. You could almost call me Bilbo Baggins. Today's saint could only plan so much before God threw him on one crazy adventure after another. Anthony grew up in the third century, losing his parents by the age of 20. He saw to it that his sister would finish her education and then sold everything they owned. Hearing a call from the Lord, he gave all of his money to the poor and left his life to live in isolation as an anchorite. All Anthony wanted was to live his life in prayer and penance and was able to peacefully do so for the next 20 years. Then word got around about his holy lifestyle that people flocked to his abandoned sepulcher. People broke through his barricade and constantly disrupted the perfect routine only to beg for spiritual counseling and works of healing. Eventually, Anthony recognized that these people weren't going away. So he taught many disciples how to live a life based on the gospels and established monasteries around the Nile, Pisper, and Arisnone. He became the patron saint of the basket weavers and brush makers, seeing those were the trades that people in the monasteries took up to support themselves. For a brief time, the hermit left his monastery and found his way back to his sister. In his absence, she had also started her own community of nuns who were living in isolation and prayer and penance. He also befriended St. Paul the Hermit, who he then buried and earned another title, the patron saint of gravediggers. In the end, Anthony retired to the deserts and resided in a cave until his death in the year 356. Although his life probably didn't turn out as he had planned, God used him to spark a desire for a new lifestyle that was radically different than the typical life of anyone at the time. He denied earthly pleasures to have more time with his relationship with God. Now, I'm not suggesting that everyone run off and abandon the world to live in total isolation, but maybe God is calling you to step back from what you thought you wanted and into something better than you could have ever imagined. Maybe he's calling you into a homestead lifestyle when life's becoming too overwhelming. Maybe he's inviting you to step into a leadership role for something you thought someone would be better fit to do. The hardest thing for most of us is to be okay with the plans we don't actually plan and to see how God is working through those quote unquote little surprises. It's okay if our lives don't look exactly as we thought they would by now. The bigger picture is to be able to remind yourself how God is working through those unexpected moments. Let us all look to St. Anthony as a model of humble surrender to let God into those unexpected twists and turns in our daily lives. St. Anthony the Abbot, pray for us. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, including the Surrender Novena, which begins today, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. <laughs> And in your news, it's a difficult statistic. A record 310 homeless people died in the Seattle area last year, highlighting the region's struggle to house the thousands of people living on its streets. The 310 deaths in King County surpassed the previous record of 195 homeless deaths in 2018, the Seattle Times reported. It marked a 65% jump over 2021. Fentanyl-related overdoses accounted for more than half of the deaths. Many people had a combination of fentanyl and other drugs. 
such as meth or cocaine in their system, the paper reported, citing records from the King County Medical Examiner's Office. 35 people died from natural causes at a much younger age than is typical. The average age of death for homeless people was 48 years, the medical examiner found. And hundreds of people showed up to Peninsula Park on Monday to celebrate the life and legacy of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. The group Don't Shoot Portland organized the march that included volunteers, community members, teachers, and students. The march was the ninth annual Reclaim the Dream march, and the community of marchers was very diverse, something organizers said MLK would be proud to see. And in addition to the march, there were various MLK events across the Portland metro area, some which included a park cleanup hosted by Solve and a a tree planting. Now, service and reflection was a consistent theme across town, with many celebrating MLK's impactful legacy. Well, firing up a smoke south of the border just got a little more difficult. One of the world's strictest anti-tobacco laws has been imposed in Mexico, setting in force a total ban on smoking in public places, including hotels, beaches, and parks. The new law, which is part of the country's general law for tobacco control reform, took effect on Sunday. It will also see the total ban on the promotion, advertising, and sponsorship of tobacco products. Now, the sale and use of e-cigarettes and vapes are also due to face restrictions. The new blanket ban extends on the existing federal and state tobacco control law, which went into place in 2008, banning smoking in indoor spaces such as bars, restaurants, and workplaces. About 16% of adults in Mexico are tobacco smokers. So it really sounds like the only place you're going to be able to smoke is in your own home. In your own home or yeah. backyard yeah. if your your family member says out with that cigarette, right. huh? Well, with parts of the country still in the midst of a triple-demic of respiratory viruses, emergency departments across Clark County continue to be overwhelmed with patients. On top of that, certain medicines and antibiotics are becoming hard to come by. Now, the most recent data from Clark County Public Health shows that 96.7% of hospital beds across the country are, excuse me, across the county are full, along with 96.6% of intensive care unit beds. Though hospitals have certainly seen an influx of patients with respiratory viruses and can continue to treat many with the flu, RSV, or COVID-19, many beds are occupied by people who do not need to be hospitalized but have nowhere else to go. Across the state, nursing home facilities are experiencing a staffing shortage crisis, which limits the number of beds available. Typical wait times for the Peace Health Southwest Emergency Department used to be about two to four hours. Now, four hours is considered a short wait as some patients may have to wait up to 14 hours or more if their condition is not critical. Only adding to the strain on healthcare professionals, some antibiotics and medicines are hard to find. Children's Tylenol, in particular, short supply nationwide. Yeah, you know, I was reading about the new Omicron variant, too, that's out there. And it's, you know, it's... It's out there it's still. It's working its way. And I know, I think the OHSU news, their statistics were showing... They're going to see a spike in February uh, just as things can continue to progress. So, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, I know. Uh, sports, Portland Trailblazers will try to make it three wins in a row as they take on the Denver Nuggets tonight in the Mile High City. Blazers won back-to-back home games over the Dallas Mavericks over the weekend, snapping a five-game losing streak. Tonight's contest tips off at 6 o'clock. Following the Nuggets matchup, Portland plays six straight games in the friendly confines of the Moda Center beginning Thursday night against Philadelphia. Well, this year, the January 21st Walk for Life West Coast will shine even brighter with the debut of a new choral mass setting composed for the morning Walk for Life Mass at the Cathedral of St. Mary's of the Assumption, which anchors the event in prayer. Commissioned by Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone and composed by Christopher Mueller, this major choral setting Mass of St. Agnes in Thanksgiving for Human Life started taking shape in the early months of 2022 when the composer was working on a music project for the Benedict XVI Institute for Sacred Music and Divine Worship was founded by the Archbishop. Now, Mueller said Archbishop Cordleone wanted it to be sung by the St. Bridget School Choir. Now, this 20-student choir sings the monthly Mass at the cathedral and at major celebrations such as Christmas. Now, the choir, which has sung at the Vatican in the past, is scheduled to sing there again for New Year's 2023-24. Now, the Archbishop wanted a post-communion reflection using the line from the opening of the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah begins as a conversation between God and the young prophet, highlighting the gift and dignity in life, including God's statement. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, Mueller turned this biblical dialogue into an eight-minute post-communion motet. Hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 6 o'clock begins the Men's Healing Retreat at St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Portland. All men are invited to join St. Patrick Parish for its annual two-day Men's Retreat with talks focusing on the healing power and love of Jesus. Both days will begin with Mass and there will be opportunity for small group discussions personal reflection time, fellowship, and healing prayer. Snacks and meals will also be provided. It is a free event, but please register. You can find details on this and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. We have a homily highlight coming up with Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. He joins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. 
I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. There are more than two dozen feast days dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary in 2023. How do you stay on top of them all? The easiest way is Monterey Radio's Marian calendar. Get yours today before the new year moves too far along and our limited supply runs out. Just go to the Christmas resources at MonterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and we'll promptly send you one of these colorful calendars free. It features magnificent artwork uplifting messages of faith, and a full listing of all Our Lady's feast days in 2023. Start the new year right with this stunning display of spiritual motivation for your home, office, workshop, or anywhere you can use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. Get your 2023 Marian calendar now before they're all gone in the Christmas resources section on the Hail Mary media app or MonterdayRadio.com. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 812 at Mater Day Radio. Well, I'm trying to determine if this is going to be a walk day or not this I, afternoon. It's kind of it's kind of iffy. And and although the the rain might hold off for you, but you're going to need yeah. to dress in those layers you were talking I about earlier in the show. I think so. We'll see. So there is a 40% chance of showers today, a high of 49 degrees. For tonight, it's 50% rising to 80% chance of rain with a low of 41. Then for Wednesday, it definitely looks like it's going to be a little wetter, about 90% chance of rain, high of 43 degrees. Now, Thursday and Friday, these may be the days. I'll be at a little cooler, but we're looking at a little clearer skies. Friday, maybe mostly sunny. So, uh, like yeah, it. I'll take that. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Castle Rock, Washington. And it is 40 degrees at Blanchett High School in Salem. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is by Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Our Lord indeed is the Lamb of God. It is he who takes away the sin of the world. And we look in the world and we see the sin all around us, of course. Um, And there's a great illustration of this in a story by Tolstoy called The Forged Coupon, or The Forged Check, we would say, probably. 
And uh, this story shows this snowball effect of sin in the world. It does it beautifully. It's, it's, a, it's a short story, but it's, it's sort of quite long, actually. Um, so it goes like this. So the dad comes home from work and is in a bad mood and dinner isn't ready. And his son is in need of his allowance, but he also wants to borrow some more money because he's in debt. So the son asks his dad for his allowance that he's due and he wants to borrow some more money. The dad goes mad and sort of like, you know, he starts uh, shouting and screaming and beating his son and won't give him any money. The boy who's desperately in debt talks to his friend and they come up with a plot that they're going to forge a check and pass off this check to get the money that they need. So they do, they pass off a forged check onto a merchant's wife whose husband founds out that she's got hold of this forged check and then to pass off his loss on this, he passes it on to someone else, someone who needs the money, a peasant who needs the money to buy a horse to work the harvest. The peasant is caught by the police he accuses the merchant of passing him this forged check, but the merchant bribes his own servant to perjure himself and tell the police that it wasn't the merchant that did it. The peasant is caught by the police, of course, and uh, then this servant who perjures himself realizes, is sort of scandalized by the behavior of his master, and he himself makes a rule in his own life that he's going to begin to be dishonest as well because he sees that the only way to get on in life is to be a liar and a thief. So that's what he does. The guy who um, was uh, a peasant who was selling the firewood in the story, he gives himself over to drink and debauchery and starts stealing horses. And it goes on further. There's a farmer who runs a great farm and his peasants all like him and they all work well together and everyone's happy on this bucolic sort of farm. But then one day the farmer finds that one of his horses has been stolen and he blames one of his own peasants for doing it and thus starts the problem on the farm. The farm goes bankrupt, everybody's out of work and just misery falls on this whole thing. The horse thief is finally caught by an angry mob who lynch him and the leader of the mob goes on to a life of violence and murder. Tolstoy portrays this as that one little sin that starts things off. The dad is angry when he comes home from work. He's in a bad mood and his dinner's not ready. And he starts with the son. And his son in desperation starts forging the check and the rest is history. So Tolstoy builds up this story, it's a beautiful story, and it comes to the point where, you know, one man's anger leads to horse theft and murder at the other end. And when we think about it, you know, when we talked about the kerygma during Advent, about the beginning of all this, about Genesis, how God made everything out of his love and goodness, everything was perfect, and then man chose to sin. Man, being tempted by the devil, chose to sin. And thus, everything went crazy, right? So, sin entered the world. Evil entered the world. Moral and physical evil entered the world. Man now had to toil for a living, 
Woman had pain in childbirth. All these things came in because of that choice of evil. And Tolstoy, it's the same story. Tolstoy is really telling the story of creation and the fall. Because what happens then is that this sin snowballs. It has a ripple effect throughout history to this very day of you and I and others in the world choosing sin or evil over goodness, over God. And that's what happens to us. And this temptation or this plot of the enemy is the same as it was at the very beginning of creation. It's the same today. There are two parts to it. The devil says, don't trust God. Don't trust God. He says, don't eat from the tree. But you know why he says that? It's because if you do eat from the tree, you'll become like him. You'll be equal to God. Don't trust God is a lie. He's not telling you the whole truth. The whole truth is, if you eat from the tree, you'll become like him. And he doesn't want you to become like him. And the second part of that is do not submit to God. Do not keep the commandments. Do what you want to do. And it's the same plot today, 30 seconds ago. The devil's using the same plot for all of us, which is telling us don't trust God and do what you want to do, what makes you happy. And this is the problem. And this is what leads to this ripple effect of sin and evil that's in the world. Because each one of us chooses that evil in our own lives. And it passes on. And it does. And I talk to a lot of people, of course, who have a lot of problems. Uh, or some problems. But you think about some of the problems that they have. It's partly because of this. That someone in their lives has made that decision to do something sinful. Or to do something sinful that was started off perhaps with a good motive but the motive ultimately is the principle uh, the personal liberty principle sometimes it's called which goes to say do it and as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else it's okay right many 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 people live by this principle I can do it it pleases me and I'm not hurting anybody even to the extent of abortion, because you say the baby is not a person, therefore I'm not hurting anybody with that either. So you can extend this to everything, but it comes from this, not trusting in God and not submitting to God. That's what happens. And it's the same old story again and again and again, and it will be to the end of time. The devil's plot is the same. And this sin that snowballs through the world starts with those decisions that we make in our own lives to sin. And it has this knock-on effect. Just think about the times, you know, when we've been angry, when we've been rude to people, etc. How it's ruined their day. How they've gone on to ruin someone else's day. You know, how our woundedness has hurt other people. You know, they say wounded people wound other people. Hurt people, hurt other people. All these things that perhaps through no fault of our own or perhaps through a very deliberate fault of our own go on with this ripple effect of sin. The story, Tolstoy's story is, has a nice ending because he says after he builds up all this sort of evil and this sin that's caused by that one decision of the man at the very beginning with his son, this, this thread of evil suddenly stops. 
There's one woman in the story who's a widow. She's poor. She suffers a lot. She's got nothing in her life except God. And she's faithful. And she says her prayers. And she wishes everybody well. And she tries to lead a virtuous and holy life. And the spread of evil, the snowball of evil, stops with her. It's a beautiful story. That's our lives. We've got to be like that. That sin must stop in the world. And it's only Jesus that can take away the sin of the world. We've got to trust in Jesus, trust in the gospel, trust in his promises to us. But first, in our own individual lives, stop this effect of ripple effect of sin or evil in the world by being faithful to the Lord ourselves, by being like that woman, not having great resources, not having any influence, not having any power, but just having the faith in the Lord and being faithful day by day, saying yes rather than no. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at the beautiful St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. You can listen to that homily again, or if you've missed a portion of it, download the free Hail Mary media app. That homily made into a podcast after the show. You also will have access to great prayers on that app. Starting today, as a community, we are asking you to join us in praying the surrender novena as we lead up to the feast of the conversion of saint paul you can even set it for notifications to remind you well when it's time to pray it is the hail mary media app it's a free download you can get today support for Monterey radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This February, spend time with women from across the area and arise. Reflect on the beauty of God's marvelous design of womanhood at Holy Redeemer Catholic Parish in Vancouver on February 10th and 11th for the Arise Women's Conference. For the first time ever, this conference will be open to women from middle school through adult with special breakout tracks for youth. Listen to Catholic recording artist and national speaker Noel Garcia and discover God's plan for holiness in women and our capacity to love. Registration fee includes conference materials and Saturday lunch and dinner. Information and registration can be found online at holyredeemervan.org. That's holyredeemervan.org. Join for a weekend of friendship, reflection, and arise. Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. 
Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Modern Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, and another reason to go for a walk. We'll tell you about it in the news. And the president of the USCCB observed the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. on this federal holiday yesterday. I'll have his statement for you coming up in news. Here is Heart of Mercy with John Finch and Rita West. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Thank you. 
That is John Finch and Rita West, Heart of Mercy. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, the president of the U.S. Catholic bishops is remembering Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. while observing the federal holiday on Monday. He said today when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would have celebrated his 94th birthday, we reflect on his legacy of a nonviolent struggle against racial injustice, said Archbishop Timothy Broglio of the Archdiocese of the Military Services USA and the president of the USCCB. He stressed the USCCB's priorities in light of King's advocacy as a leader in the civil rights movement. On its website, the USCCB provides information about its Committee on Domestic Justice and Human Development, also works on the bishop's domestic policy priorities and resources for ministry with Catholics of African descent. The Archbishop noted that the USCCB has advanced beatification and canonization causes of six inspirational African-American men and women, including Servant of God, Mother Mary Lang, Venerable Henriette DeLille, Venerable Augustus Tolton, and Sister Thea Bowman. Well, you mentioned Tolton, and you just can't help but think about St. Luke Productions. If you have an opportunity to see that, I know the full schedule can be found on their website. It's nearby. Yeah. And uh, if you have the ability to go see that, you will not be sorry you Mm. did at all. And Pope Francis offered his condolences after at least 69 people died in a plane crash in Nepal on a Sunday. The Pope sent a condolence telegram to Nepal's president, Bidya Bahadari, on January 16th after Yeti Airlines Flight 691 crashed as it was attempting to land in the Nepalese city of Bokhara. Now, the plane was carrying 72 passengers from Kathmandu to Pokhara, a popular base for trekkers in the mountain ranges in the Himalayas. Now, 15 foreign nationals were also on board, coming from India, Russia, Argentina, France, and Ireland. Now, a telegram sent on the Pope's behalf by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin said, saddened by the crash of the Yeti Airlines aircraft, His Holiness Pope Francis sends his condolences to you and all affected by this tragedy, together with his prayers for those involved in the recovery efforts. Oregon's legislative session gets underway in Salem today. It'll be the first session lawmakers are together in person at the Capitol building since before the pandemic. The nearly six-month session will see new leadership as Tina Kotek takes over as governor following her win in November. She was officially sworn in last week. Now, issues to be considered in the new session include how to reduce homelessness, building more housing, and boosting the semiconductor industry. This is a budget session, so Kotech will be presenting her dollar proposals in the coming weeks. She is expected to ask lawmakers to approve $130 million aimed at adding 600 shelter beds across Oregon and getting 1,200 people experiencing homelessness off the streets and into housing within a year. Well, Washington state could become the second state in the country to lower its legal blood alcohol level for DUI offenses to 0.05 percent under a proposal discussed in Senate committee 
chambers Monday. Now, Senate Bill 5002 would lower the legal BAC limit from 0.08% if passed for anyone who is driving or in physical control of a vehicle. Utah is the only state that currently enforces a BAC limit of 0.05%, with the other 49 states, including Washington, sitting at 0.08%. State Senator John Lovick, a former state trooper, is proposing the bill. Lovick said that of the more than 700 people killed on roads in Washington last year, over half were DUI-related. Now, if passed, the bill would take effect July 1st of this year. The similar law took effect in Utah 2018. A study found the number of crashes involving drivers under the influence did decrease. So think about that. Going from 0.08 to 0.05, that's almost in half, almost cutting it in half. Right. So think about that in drinking. And what that means. Yeah, for sure. So that is a very low limit, I think, of how much alcohol you could drink and then get behind the Mm -hmm. wheel. So, all right, just uh, we'll keep an eye on this one to see if it gets the votes to pass. Well, a good walk in the park may be a way to eliminate some medications people are taking. This according to a new study conducted in Finland with the results released yesterday. Now, the study found visiting nature three to four times a week was associated with 36% lower odds of using blood pressure pills, 33% lower odds of using mental health medications, and 26% lower odds of using asthma medications. The study interviewed approximately 6,000 random people in three of the largest cities in Finland about their use of green and blue spaces within a kilometer of their homes. Now, green spaces included forests, gardens, parks, cemeteries, natural grasslands, wetlands, and zoos. Blue spaces included lakes, rivers, and the sea. 2019 study of green spaces around the globe found people who live near them are less likely to die prematurely. So Mm -hmm. we've talked about before the blue zones. Sure. That's where areas that they discovered where people live and live longer and are healthier. And these blue zones all have certain aspects to them. One of them is being in nature and other has to do with diet, walking, and all of these different things. So, I mean, there's so many preventative things we can do for our health. Absolutely. You know, and again, how easy taking a walk is. It's the starting for me that's difficult. It's like, oh, oh yeah. it's yeah. cold out. Mm-hmm. I'd rather sit and watch TV. But I guarantee you, and this happens to me every time when I'm done with my walk, I'm like, I am so glad yeah. I did that. I don't think I've ever come back with from a walk and say, well, yeah. I feel miserable now <laughs> right. for doing that. Yeah, no, it's very true. Well, an update on a story from yesterday, a 40-foot sperm whale that beached on Oregon's southwestern coast was killed after being struck by a ship. Federal biologists conducted a post-mortem examination of the animal determined on Monday. Now, biologists with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Fisheries Agency came to that conclusion after examining a large gash in the whale's side. There was hemorrhaging, they said, so that indicates that the animal was alive when it was struck. 
Now, the whale washed ashore dead on Saturday at Fort Stevens State Park in northwestern Oregon. The biologist performed the necropsy, akin to an autopsy, but for animals at the site where the whale was beached. They uh, examined the whale, looked at the insides, and took it samples in order to learn about the health and condition of the whale. They determined it was a 20-year-old male. Mm. In sports, no problem for the Dallas Cowboys last night as they rolled the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay 31-14, to the final wildcard game of the NFL playoffs. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott outshined the GOAT, Tom Brady, completing 25 of 33 passes for 305 yards and four touchdowns. He also ran for another one. was also significant as Dallas had dropped eight consecutive playoff games on the road since winning the NFC Championship game in San Francisco back in 1993. Interestingly enough, that will be their opponent. Next weekend will be San Francisco. As for Brady, at 45 years of age, he would not say what the future holds in store, but uh, could be returning to Tampa Bay. Could be going to another team, or it could be calling it a career. I don't know. I kind of feel like Tom Brady would continue to play as long as there's a team who wants (laughs) him on their uh, team. Yeah, I mean, the guy at 45 is in amazing shape. I mean, he's... That he is not severely injured or ribs or fingers or sprains. Yeah, you're right. That's a testament to his incredible health. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so much goes into intentional discipleship. Sherry Wendell calls it the decision to drop one's net to make a conscious commitment to follow Jesus in the midst of his church as an obedient disciple and to reorder one's life accordingly. Well, Dave Pilsky at CatholicLink.org went through some reports from DeSales Media, who worked recently with Vienna Research to conduct a study on Catholic intentional disciples in the U.S. The goal was to better understand the spiritual lives of this significant segment of Catholics to learn what their unmet needs are. Now, they... Uh, interviewed and did this research on Christians, specifically Catholics in the U.S., and attending Mass at least four times a month and say that their faith is a significant part of who they are. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at these just really focused and intended disciples. Sure. Here's what they found. Humility. When talking about their humility, it sounds so simple, yet 71% of the respondents stated They have little or no strength in this area. And then when they say making a retreat is another important part of this. Mm -hmm. All Catholic religious priests and seminarians are required by canon law to make an annual retreat. But no such requirement is made of lay people. But we are actually invited to universal call to holiness. 80% of survey respondents have little or no strength in going on a retreat. The full 30% recognize a high need for growth in this area. So 80% say they don't do it, but they see the need for it. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So uh, if you head over to our web page, you'll find retreats that are happening throughout the area. Our Lady of Peace Retreat, oh, they yeah. are doing all kinds of great things all year long. That is what their focus is on doing. So maybe this year, maybe during Lent, great time to mm-hmm. enter into a retreat. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And coming up on January 28th, it is the Oregon March for Life happening at the Oregon State Capitol Steps in Salem. Join thousands of Oregonians at the steps of the Oregon Capitol for the first March for Life since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The band will begin playing at 2.15 with speakers starting at 2.30. The Oregon March for Life will begin immediately afterwards. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it is Tuesday. That means it is Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey going to tell us what's coming up in your mailbox. It's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. In a sermon quoted in the book, A Knock at Midnight, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. shared his thoughts on Jesus' call to love our enemies. He said, Love has within it a redemptive power that eventually transforms individuals. Just keep being friendly to that person, just keep loving them, and they can't stand it too long. In the beginning, they may react with guilt feelings, and sometimes they'll hate you a little more but just keep loving them. And by the power of your love, they will break down under the load. That's love, you see, said Reverend King. It's redemptive, and this is why Jesus says to love. There's something about love that builds up and is creative. There is something about hate that tears down and is destructive. So love your enemies. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Matraday Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Matraday Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at matradayradio.com. It is 846 at Day Radio. Well, we got about a 40% chance of rain out there today, a high of 49 degrees, 50% to 80% chance of showers overnight tonight, low of 41, and tomorrow looks a little bit more wet, 90% chance of rain, high of 43, and that's Friday. Get Thursday and Friday, start to clear up a little bit. So, yeah, look forward to that. Currently, it is 45 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 45 degrees at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. 
Well, it is a Tuesday, so we love to do the news on Tuesdays during this segment and then watch and see how close to the market takes Sarah to come running in. She was here plenty of time today, which makes it a great day to have a Tech Tuesday. Sarah's joining us today to talk about a highlight reel from Mater Day Radio that's coming to your inbox today. Good morning, Sarah. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing well. Traffic seems to be agreeing this morning because you're always kind of our Tuesday morning traffic person <laughs> letting us know how things are going. But It, it was a little slower, actually went a different it? way, and then there was uh, construction on my street, so had to go around, but still made it in time, so yeah. Well, as <laughs> our digital media manager here, I imagine you're well connected to digital media using all of the very latest technology in traffic apps and roadway directions that'll get you around all of it um just just my phone map yeah. app yeah nothing fancy but it works most okay. of the time <laughs> <laughs> well you know what works more than most of the time almost all the time is your ability to open up mater day radios tuesday email sarah's joining us today to talk a little bit about the things that you are going to find when you open up that email this afternoon sarah you're starting off always highlighting one of our great uh interviews that we've had here on the morning show when Miriam Marston joins the morning show, we know that not only are we going to laugh because she's just has such a great sense of humor, her faith brings her joy for sure. And she's talking about this time that we're entering into now before we head into Lent. Ordinary. It's anything but ordinary, though, she says. That's right. So I really enjoyed this interview that David uh, did with Miriam. And, you know, it, it really just helped me myself changed my mindset on ordinary time. I think so often, you know, we get to this point of the year, we've just had all of the holidays, we're maybe a little tired, maybe we uh, ate a little bit more than we meant to over the holidays. Sure. Um, but I, I think I, I tend to be in this just like, oh, I, I don't really want to do too much. I'm just kind of, you know, take things easy. And, and, you know, it's good to rest. But at the same time, at least in our faith, this shouldn't be a time that we just kind of give up on our practices or a time that we should just forget about, you know, our, our faith. You know, I think during Christmas or something like Easter, those type of celebrations, it's easy to be kind of tuned in with what's going on. But uh, Miriam and David really talk about how important it is to use ordinary time um, to really sanctify our everyday life and to do, you know, that that work and of growing in our faith and living as a witness for Christ. And um, what I one thing I really loved is uh, Miriam and David talking about all those hidden years that Jesus lived, where he was not in public ministry, and he was just living and working in Nazareth quietly, and how he transforms those everyday activities into something holy, um, and really as an example for us to do the same. So if you're feeling kind of like a weird, you know, January lull, this is a great interview to listen to, to kind of uh, you know, encourage you to take another step in your faith during this time. Leading to Lent, Feb 22nd, didn't <laughs> we right. say Ash Wednesday? That's right, I believe so. There you so. go. So you got some time in ordinary time to do just what you said, Sarah, kind of build up to the Lenten season and, uh, yeah, you know, a little over a month until uh, Ash Wednesday arrives. That's right. I like the way that you say that, that that kind of build up. You know, we've coming off the Christmas season, maybe our practices are really strong, so think about if you use these ordinary times to build on that. By the time Lent comes on the 22nd next month, 
Well, you'll really be spiritually strong to enter into that Lenten season too. That leads us into Easter. Sarah Kenzie joining us today, talking a little Tech Tuesday and what's hitting in boxes today. Well, a show that you always try to highlight or you try to highlight a a different show every week. I was a little excited to open the email today from you. View from the Pew. You're highlighting today. We had a great time, Deacon Scott and I, talking. Uh, I spoke with Kevin Minetti. He is opening a School of Healing Ministries right here in Portland through Encounter Ministries. Tell our listeners more. That's right. So I loved this interview because, uh, or this whole episode, because uh, your interview with Kevin um, was so interesting, and it's great for everyone, I think, to learn about um, this School of Healing uh, or School that's right, mm-hmm. School of Healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think, you know, this this healing type of ministry is really becoming um, more widely used here in our area. And so it's important for people, I think, to understand some of the theology behind that. Um, and what I also love, though, is you and Scott talk about it because, you know, Scott is involved in this um, in this ministry. So it had a very personal connection for the two of you. Um, and I just think it's really encouraging, um, really inspirational and maybe something for people to consider becoming involved in, in the future. I would highly encourage it. I know, uh, father Mark Benz down at St. Allison Springfield, their parish is involved in this encounter ministries also. So you can ask him if you're down in the area more about it also. Well, before we go to today, we've talked a little bit about it on the Morning Blend, the Hail Mary media app, setting it up to get reminders to pray. So important because, you know, before we, if we get through a busy time in the day and then, well, before we know it, it's bedtime and you thought, oh, I forgot it. You can set it up to remind you to pray the Surrender Novena. Kind of remind our listeners what we're doing here. That's right. So starting today, as a community, we're going to be praying this uh, this wonderful, very powerful Novena together. And we will end next Wednesday, which is the Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul. And we did the same thing last year, and we chose that date because uh, we're really seeking to surrender ourselves to Jesus Um you know, the same way St. Paul did, but in a more complete way each time we pray this novena. Um, And we can, you know, pray this anytime you want. You don't have to do it just when we are. um, And it's always available on the Hail Mary Media app um, in text, video, and audio form. Uh, But but it's, it's very powerful to do together as a community. You're over there playing with your phone. Why do you confuse yourselves by worrying? (laughs) That's it. Give the care of your affairs to me and everything that surrender novena voiced by our friend Monsignor O'Connor. Mm-hmm. So again, we have the audio prayer of that you can pray along with. It makes it just so easy to pray, and it is a, such a powerful novena. Of course, we know Monsignor O'Connor, he, he says he prays that continually. He does nine days, and then the next day he starts over again. Of course, important to our Archbishop Alexander Sample. Well, a great email, so much to pack in there. And so I encourage all of our listeners to check it out. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you both. And that is Sarah Kenzie, the digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio. So access to all of that, of course, you can find it on our webpage at materdayradio.com. But even easier is if you download the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. 40% chance of rain today. We'll have a high of around 49 degrees. 50%, 80% chance of showers tonight. Low of 41. And a 90% chance of rain for Wednesday. High of 43. Currently, 45 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Matt Marr with Alive and Breathing. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. What holds your heart? What stirs your soul What matters come to mind The cares you keep The thoughts you think It's not all wasted time
That is Matt Marr, alive and breathing. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Tuesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Middle of the week tomorrow, just like that. Just like that. You know, I can't let this show go by without saying a big happy birthday to my daughter, Amanda. Hey, happy birthday, Amanda. her birthday. I think the sisters are going out for breakfast today. Hey, well, very nice. Have a wonderful day today. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.